Hey nerds, and welcome to the second episode of the Nerds of Vaginas podcast. So this is going to be better than the first because I'm less nervous, I'm loosening up, and I'm feeling good. I'm getting better at this. And Lucy and I are just happy you're joining us. So let's play my theme music. Hit it. I feel like such a dork for having that as my theme music, but I love it so much. Oh, bless you, Lucy. Um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, I think the theme music is my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> so this week I thought I was gonna talk about how I created Nerds of Vaginas, but I decided against it. So the reason why I wanna wait is because I think it would be more fun to show you guys with a video recording instead of just an audio podcast. I made a YouTube channel just for this so I can start showing you guys photos and videos that I've taken through the last 11 years and I think it would just be a better experience. I'm just waiting to get better equipment than I can do YouTube. So for now, I'm just gonna continue doing this audio podcast. I am gonna talk about uh, a meme that just got me kicked off of Facebook for a fucking month. That's just crazy to me. <gasps> Hi, baby. Sorry, my roommate's husky just walked in. Hi. What? What, you wanna be on my podcast? Yeah? What do you gotta say? I, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for being my first guest. Anything else you need to say? Okay, I'll let everybody know. Sorry, got distracted by Storm. She's so cute. She wanted me to tell you guys that Facebook needs to calm their tits and get their shit together. And I agree with her. The meme that landed me in jail for a month. I had to make a whole new account just to post on Facebook. I'm gonna describe the meme and then tell you what Facebook responded with. The caption says, kitchen tricks and tips. When cutting bagels, put a finger through the stabilizer hole to keep it steady, resulting in a more even cut. And then there's a photo below of somebody putting their finger through a hole and then a knife stuck in the bagel. So it looks like you're about to cut your finger off. And that's, that's what got taken down. I thought it was harmless enough where people have common sense not to do it. Facebook wrote, we removed something you posted. There are certain kinds of posts about suicide and self-injury that we don't allow on Facebook because we want to promote a safe environment. Fuckers. <laughs> you can learn more about this in our community standards. If you're going through a difficult time, we want to share ways you can find a support. Here's mine and Lucy's problem. The last line of the message says, if you're going through a difficult time, we want to share ways you can find support. Except you didn't share one way. You didn't help me at all. If you guys are going through a difficult time or a crisis, call or text 988, the suicide hotline. You can also contact the crisis text center. Text hello to the number 741741. Both are 24 hour services. See Facebook? That's how it's done. But you guys ready for the real kicker? I just looked up and typed in the first line of the, the meme into Facebook. All these other pages have that post up. No problems. So 
I don't know what's going on with Facebook. I guess I'm getting shadow banned, but this has been going on for years now where I've been walking on eggshells. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I, I, I need to find another platform to go on and I do not know where to go. And if anybody can message me and let me know. And if anybody works for Facebook and is listening, or if you guys know somebody, can you please get in contact with me so I can stop being shadow banned and stop getting in trouble for memes that are clearly not going against guidelines because they're on other pages. And I just don't understand how to fix this. This has been going on for years and I just don't think it's fair. I just want to fix the situation. And then the page was restricted for 60 days, which means it's going to make it harder for people to find. So it's just not going to pop up on many feeds. So you really got to search for my page. And there'll be a few lucky people who will, it will pop up. But my page, before being shadow banned or whatever this is, whatever this is called, I would have a view of 80 million a month. Ever since this has happened, the last few years and now it goes to 7 million and that's a really huge fucking difference and I I don't know how to fix it so I am asking for guidance and if anybody knows please help me help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope okay I was joking around on Facebook stories saying how somebody left me a one-star review and I was like what the shit bro it's my only introduction episode give me a break and this woman decided to message me her review and I'm gonna read it to you guys because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> Danielle said I give it two so I'm assuming two stars sorry you have a voice for text <laughs> probably that is, that is probably true anyways okay so I give it two sorry you have a voice for text like your page was glad to hear of your podcast tuned in, but I can't listen to another white girl with a millennial accent talk about herself. It's just not original or compelling in 2022. Also, new listeners don't want or need to hear about your plight with trolls. It only feeds the trolls anyway. Happy to follow the Facebook page. Best of luck in the future. Okay, well, eat shit, Danielle. I don't like how she's giving me advice on what to post on my podcast. And what is... A white girl millennial accent talk. I'm pretty sure what you're confusing that for is my valley girl talk. I was born and raised in the San Fernando Valley, so that's probably what you're hearing. Talking about the trolls, uh, that's a big part of my life because it's fucking hilarious. Like you, Danielle, you are a troll. Like, why did she even need to bring race into this conversation? There was no reason for it. She could totally complain, that's fine, but being like, I didn't like it because you're another white woman. Okay. Let's well, racist as fuck, but cool. Thank, thank you for your input. I definitely don't take messages like that personally. I think they're just really fucking funny. Uh, after having a page for almost 11 years, you can't take things personally. Let's all have a good laugh and move on. So now I am moving on. So I hope you guys had a good laugh because I, I did. The other day I posted on Facebook how thankful I was for you guys leaving positive reviews. I just didn't think anybody was going to listen. I know that sounds ridiculous to hear, but my insecurity got the best of me. My mother brought up to me how lovely the comments were and how supportive they were. So I guess my mom approves of you guys now, so we can totally have slumber parties. I can't have all of you guys come at one time because there's way too many of you, so let me know your dates when you guys can come over. 
Okay, so I'm changing the subject now because I have no idea how to make a segue from slumber party to what I did last night. Last night, I went to one of my favorite venues. It was the Hollywood Bowl and it just celebrated its 100th anniversary. It's one of my favorite places to see concerts. It just has like that old Hollywood feel and I, I like that feeling. The concert I saw was a tribute to Frank Sinatra and Peggy Lee, two artists that I absolutely love. I just wanted to tell you guys how big of a Frank Sinatra fan I am. One, I went to his 100th birthday celebration a couple years ago at the Hollywood Bowl. I had the best time. Anyways, huge fan. I found this bracelet from 1946. And the reason why I know it's from 1946 is there's like this flyer that I found that matched the bracelet. And the flyer says, girls, here it is. The only bracelet in the USA autographed and endorsed by Frank Sinatra. Be the first to wear the only bracelet autographed and endorsed by Frank Sinatra. Looks like an expensive jeweler bracelet. Six heavy links of 24 karat gold plate chain to an actual picture of Frankie himself, plus a gold plated heart pennant with an actual impression of Frank Sinatra's signature reading faithfully Frank Sinatra and then it says only one dollar plus tax and then you ship it into Long Island since it's from 46 it was kind of tangled and had a lot of wear and tear to it so I took the bracelet apart and then I took the little pennant that says faithfully Frank which is hilarious like why would it say faithfully Frank he wasn't faithful at all it should have just said love Frank Sinatra so I turned the pennant into a necklace and that was the necklace I wore yesterday night to the event. Let's talk about the singers who were there to pay tribute. So here are the artists. Christian McBride was the musical director. And then the Count Basie Orchestra, which I was already just so excited about. Billie Eilish, Debbie Harry, Diana Reeves, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Seth MacFarlane, Betty Levette, and I'm probably not pronouncing this right, but Gretchen Parlato. And I, I have not heard of half of these people, but they were all just simply wonderful. And it was a spectacular evening. This was my happy place. I waited for this event all summer and it was lovely. Blondie was there and she came out wearing Betsy Johnson shoes. And the reason I know that is because when I was 19, I worked at Betsy Johnson and we have the same shoes. So I was fucking stoked. Speaking of clothes, I had a little wardrobe issue. Do you guys like that segue? Smooth. I tend to have cat hair constantly on me. And I have not said this yet, but I have two Persian cats, both identically white. One is named Lucille Farball. She's my podcast co-host. I have a boy who's a year younger and his name is Hogarth Hughes. And he's named after the little boy from Iron Giant. Anyways, I... I grabbed a Frank Sinatra sweatshirt that was covered in cat hair. I brought a lint roller with me, threw it in the bag. During like the little intermission, I was chilly. I wanted to put my sweatshirt on. I started lint rolling it and there was just clumps of cat hair. And I was just like, holy shit, did I bring Lucy with me? So lint rolling and then all of a sudden, a huge fur ball kind of just flies over to my neighbor on his jeans. Oh fuck. I, I tapped on this 25 year old guy. And I was like, excuse me, I, I, I'm lint rolling myself and some of the cat hair kind of fell on you. Can I lint roll your leg? And he laughs. He's like, yeah, I have cats. So I start lint rolling the stranger next to me. He was really cool about it. And we had a good laugh.
the other man sitting next to me and my friend, he was sitting on my friend's side, and he was about 75 with his wife and the wife's friend. The entire time, they all spent time on their phone. So clearly, they weren't having a good time. When I was telling my dad the story, he was like, maybe they thought Frank Sinatra was actually going to be there. And I was like, this is this is a possibility. <laughs> One point during the intermission, he says, you're too young to like Sinatra and know who Peggy Lee is. I was so fucking offended. Sinatra is my favorite singer. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I didn't say anything, but I bet this guy would have gotten a huge kick out of knowing that my podcast theme music is from the 1920s. My my favorite part of chatting with this butthead was when Diana Reeves was singing. And if you don't know who Diana Reeves is, she's a five-time Grammy-winning singer, and she's black. I say this because it's an important part of the story. The man turns to us when Diana's singing and seriously asks, so, is that Billie Eilish? I should have said yes. I had the opportunity, but my friend answered first and was like, no, that's Diana. They introduced her a couple minutes ago. What a butthead. I have two audio clips from the evening that I want to play. Before I begin, I want to tell you one last story. So, there was this 10-year-old behind me and her dad. She was bored the entire time of the concert when somebody would come out she would just just go "Ah, when's billy coming out clearly she was here to see billy during the middle of the concert her and her dad start to have a facetime call with the mother nobody around me had the balls to say anything i didn't have the balls to say anything i'm not that kind of person who's going to speak up i am shy as fuck at times as soon as billy came out this girl was in utter shock she was just so starstruck she says dad am i dreaming and that made up for the entire facetime phone call she had a wonderful time billy only came out for like five minutes but this kid was over the moon and i'm glad she had a a good time i recorded billy singing fever and i just want to share with you because she fucking blew my mind this was absolutely amazing she knocked it out of the park i'm in awe of her i i don't want to get in trouble for copyright issues so i'm only going to play like 12 seconds of the song and hopefully copyright internet police will be cool with it Hearing people do their own version of Fever is always like a hit and miss with me. And she started singing and within seconds I was drawn in and she just sounded so sexy and just, I was in awe of her. She was the finale and I now know why. She just, just amazing, speechless. I want to play one more clip from the evening. It's Seth MacFarlane making a joke that I thought was hilarious. I'm not going to play him singing because he sings all the time on Family Guy. I hope you enjoy this joke. It's about a composer I like, Nelson Riddle. And I have a book about him called September in the Rain. And it's amazing. So Seth MacFarlane, you should you should also read it. It's, it's a really good book. I'm ending the show on this joke because I think it's just the perfect button. 
I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for tuning in and supporting again. This just fucking means the world to me. So thank you for your support. Okay, here's the joke. I just got to say, hey, quick funny story here. One of my favorite things about Frank Sinatra was his appreciation for the band, and this is a heck of a band right here. Um, that was a chart by Nelson Riddle, who's probably my favorite of all the Sinatra arrangers. And um, I was doing a show in Chicago with the symphony a few years back, and we played a lot of Nelson Riddle charts, and it was a beautiful night, great concert, a lot of fun. Went back to my hotel room, and uh, checked Twitter, and somebody had somebody had posted, I was at the concert tonight, had a great time. Where can I find more music by Nelson Mandela? <laughs> Not making that up. <laughs>